0: block Talk radio all right. thank you all right
1: She's painting you, Isabella. Is she painting you, baby? Tell her to stop that. <laughs> Are you ready, sister?
0: All right, we'll just play 'em.
1: We'll just play 'em in. <laughs> All right, let's find us a red song book. Find you one that looks like this right here. Let's stand together. We're going to turn to 331 this morning. 331. Stand up, stand up for Jesus.
0: Stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. Lift high royal banner it must not suffer loss from victory unto victory his army shall he lead till every foe is vanquished and christ is lord indeed stand up stand up for jesus the trumpet call obey. For to the mighty conflict in this his glorious day, ye men, our men now serve him against unnumbered foes. Your courage rise with danger, and strength to strength oppose. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. Stand in his strength alone. The arm of flesh will fail you. Ye dare not trust your own. Put on the gospel armor and watching unto prayer where duty calls ordain. Be never wanting there.
1: Amen. It's good to be in church this morning. Amen. Good to see visitors here this morning. What a blessing. Amen. We're glad you're here. Praise God. I think Mario, Victor. Did I get those right? Wow! I can't believe I did that. Man, that's my brain. My brain's working again. Hallelujah. <laughs> It's good to be in church, amen. We're going to have a good time in the House of Lord Day. I hope today you learned something. I got something the Lord just laid on me to bring today. Uh, it's in accordance with what we've been doing. But anyway, uh, you pray for me. But uh, prayer requests this morning, prayer requests. I know we got some. Yes, morning. My mom, uh, she went to her neurologist week, and she, a
0: couple months ago, there was a black spot on her brain. Oh, boy. I don't know if it caused her to have a stroke or not. She could have had a small stroke. She's doing fine. She's working. However, she's been feeling pressure on her head. She went back to bring her neurologist this week and they found a bigger black spot on her brain. So it's stopping the blood flow. So she's, uh, they told her to up her aspirin all that stuff. And so hopefully she doesn't have a stroke. She's 52. Um, she's, she's about my age he works in the computer and then she was down with the computer. So I don't know. She had a doctor's appointment
1: Monday. Oh, we'll be praying for her. Yes. Anybody else? Prayer request. Yes, Miss Charlotte. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Sure will. He needs to be saved. Yes. We got a lot of things going on. I'll I'm depressed. Yeah.
0: right
1: Right. the Yep. Above all we need to act as Christians. You know, I mean it's easy. health
0: anyway. Okay. Lord have no mercy Mm.
1: right I just recommend she get a lot of vitamins D, C, and A. That's what I've been reading. Yeah. Make sure you get an adequate supply of that. Yes. Anybody else? Other hands. Yes, Brother Dan. Yeah, let's pray for Brother Dan. Yeah, he ain't feeling good. Y'all pray for Dan. Yes. I know Miss Reba needs prayer. Definitely needs prayer. Yes? Uh, one of um, my friends, brother, RV, um he was under
0: the RV. He was fixing it, so the RV went on the to Oh, my
1: goodness. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Whew. Bless his heart. Anybody else? Prayer requests? Special one tomorrow. I, my aunt, aunt she's on our prayer list, but she's supposed to go tomorrow to Dallas. They're going to go in the back and like putting balloons in her vertebrae, mm-hmm. and then they'll shoot raws and stuff in that those balloons mm-hmm. to make her. a new vertebrae. Okay. She has for uh, us and wow. she has picked up a gas jug, and it just one of her vertebrae just crumbled. So they're going to try and repair that tomorrow. So traveling great and and for them to go to Dallas and, and everything goes good. And, right. And, Amen. Amen. Y'all be in prayer for my wife. She ain't going to tell you she's hurting, but she's having a lot of trouble after the epidural and there's a lot of pain in her spine. We're going to the doctor. What day are we going? Wednesday. So y'all be in prayer. We get some answers on that or she gets better one. Um, I got my friend in Paris had a stroke. Mike Huggins, he keeps he keeps recovering and doing better all the time. So y'all pray for him. And he continues to recover. Uh, any others? While we are here, you know, hey, listen, we're at the throne of grace, we might as well just go ahead and bring it all. Yes. Uh yeah uh a sun display. Uh-huh. We buy all the label air station. Right. They've got the whole shot back up again after the can't see the closest breed. Or They have to be
0: stand by them. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen.
1: All right. Any others before we go to the Lord in prayer? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Our dad just had a surgery two days ago. All right. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Let's ask God to meet with one more? Anybody? Okay. We'll go to the Lord and ask the Lord to meet with all these prayer requests and and we're gonna take up this morning's offering. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Robert, lead us.
0: Yes, Lord. Yes, Father.
1: 183. 183. All right, let's turn our songbook to number 183. 183, Never Alone. No problem.
0: I've seen the lightning flashing. I heard the thunder roll. I felt sins breakers dashing trying to conquer my soul I've heard the voice of Jesus telling me still to fight on he promised never to leave me never to leave me alone no never alone no never alone he promised never to leave me never to leave me alone No, never alone, no, never alone He promised never to leave me, never to leave me alone The world's fierce winds are blowing, temptations are sharp and keen I feel a peace in knowing my Savior stands between He stands to shield me from danger when earthly friends are gone. He promised never to leave me, never to leave me alone. No, never alone. No, never alone. He promised never to leave me, never to leave me alone. No, never alone. No, never alone, he promised never to leave me, never to leave me alone. Fourth verse, he died for me on the mountain, for me they pierced his side. For me he opened that fountain, the crimson cleansing tide. For me he waiteth in glory, seated upon his throne. He promised never to leave me, never to leave me alone, no never alone, no never alone. He promised never to leave me, never to leave me alone, no never alone, no never alone. He promised never to leave me never to leave me alone
1: aren't you glad of that yes. amen i thank god i'm not sitting and worshiping some stone somewhere or some big brass idol thank god my god's alive amen yes. amen and he never left me alone since the moment i trusted him as my savior praise god number 172 we are right there 172 oh yeah.
0: There's a royal banner given for display to the soldiers of the King. As an inside fair, we lift it up today. While its ransom ones we sing, marching on, marching on. For Christ count everything but loss, and to crown Him King. Toil and sing Neath the banner of the cross Though the foe may rage And gather at the flood Let the standard be displayed And beneath its folds, As soldiers of the Lord For the truth be not dismayed Marching on, marching on For Christ counting but lost, and to crown him king, toil and sing, Neath the banner of the cross, over land and sea, Wherever man may dwell, make the glorious tidings known, Of the crimson banner, now the story tell, While the Lord shall claim his own. Marching on, marching on, for Christ count everything but loss. And to crown him king, toil and sing, neath the banner of the cross. When the glory dawns, is drawing very near, it is hastening day by day. Then before our King the foe shall disappear, and the cross the world shall sway. Marching on, marching on, for Christ count everything but loss, and to crown him king, toil and sing, neath the banner of the cross. Amen. Praise God. 116. Yes, sir.
1: They not, huh? not, not? No. They haven't been sitting much, no. have they? <laughs> I hope you'll get it broke in. Oh, okay. <laughs> you keep working on it, brother. 116. 116. Victory in Jesus, Amen. How many of you know that song? Let's sing it good and strong this morning. Let's let this neighborhood know we're in here having church, Amen. I heard an old
0: old story. How a Savior came from glory. How he gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me. I heard about his groaning, his precious blood atoning. Then I repented of my sin and won the victory. Beneath the cleansing flood I heard about his healing Of his cleansing power revealing How he made the lame to walk again And cause the blind to see And then I cried, dear Jesus Come and heal my broken spirit And somehow Jesus came and brought to me the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and bought me with his redeeming blood. Praise God, he loved me ere I knew him. And all my love is due Him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. I heard about a mansion He is built for me in glory. And I heard about the streets of gold
1: beyond
0: the crystal sea. About the angel singing and the old redemption story. And some sweet day I'll sing up there the song of victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me. With His redeeming blood. Praise God! He loved me ere I knew Him. And all my love is due Him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing blood. Amen.
1: (laughs) Glory to God. I tell you what, I'm sure glad I'm in church today. <clears throat> I'm glad I ain't trying to sleep off a hangover. Amen. I'm glad I wasn't that filler out mowing his yard this morning I passed on the way to church. Amen. There's plenty of time in the week to mow a yard. Amen. He'd probably say, oh, that's when I talk to God. But God said, for sake, not the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is. And I'm glad you assembled with us this morning. Amen. Well, praise the Lord.
0: Once I wandered out in sin Had no peace, no joy within And my soul was burdened down with pride But the Savior came along And he showed me I was wrong Place me on the winning side. Well, I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. No more out in sand. will I abide. I've enlisted in the fight for the cause of truth and right. Praise the Lord. I'm on the winning side, look out! From the straight and narrow way, I was drifting every day. Out upon the water, deep and wide. But it's all over now, glory light shines on my brow. Now, my soul is on the winning side. I wish I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. No more out in sin will I abide. I've enlisted in the fight for the cause of truth and right. Praise the Lord. I'm on the winning side. I will never have to fear for my Lord. He's ever near. And in Him so often I confide. Well, He's the keeper of my soul since I gave to Him control. And he placed me on the winning side. Well, I'm on the winning side. Yes, I am on the winning side. No more out in sin will I abide. Yes, he's the keeper of my soul since I gave to him control. And I know I'm on
1: the winning side. Amen. Yes, I am. Amen. You say, how you know? Well, Jesus said he's finished. That's how I know. Amen. Spirit of God confirms that in my soul, too. Amen. My spirit, he tells me, you're a child of God, brother. You believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why you're here. That's why you're up behind this pulpit, because you know the truth, and the truth made you free, and you want others to be free as well. Amen. Take your Bible, turn with me this morning to John chapter 16. John chapter 16, you pray for me. I want to try to fit all this in. John chapter 16, I told Robert I got two verses. Two verses I'm preaching out of.
0: It's about that long. You're right. (laughs)
1: I didn't say I was only going to mention two verses, but that's all the text I got this morning. <clears throat> all right. So as you, as you probably know, most of you have been here, and some of you haven't been here, but those of you who haven't been here, we're on a long journey. We're on a journey through the earthly life and ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've been on it for a long, long time, for years now, and we are coming up on uh, the cross of Calvary. We're, we're, we're coming up on Jesus Having left the upper room with his disciples, he's washed their feet after they've eaten together. Judas went out to uh, to uh, get those uh, to betray Jesus to to get to lead them to him and the rest of his disciples. He's walking. He's walking through Jerusalem. Why can't he hold on to these glasses this morning? Jumping off my face. They're walking through Jerusalem and they're on their way to the Garden of Gethsemane <clears throat> and. Uh, Last week we talked about, well, let's just look there. Verse 16, if you'll read, beginning verse 16, we'll read down to verse 22. Last week we looked at this. Jesus, he's, he's telling them something. Uh, he said, a little while and you shall not see me. And again, a little while and you shall see me because I go to the Father. And then said some of his disciples among themselves, what is this that he saith unto us, a little while and you shall not see me? And again, a little while and you shall see me because I go to my Father. Let me just say, babies don't bother me. I mean, I know you want to take the baby off, but babies don't bother me a bit. Amen. Just for the record, just for the record, babies don't bother my preaching. Amen. Just going to let you know that. (laughs) <laughs> but I just want to make that clear, so you know that babies babies tell me there's life in the church, Amen. And and we ought to be used to that. So anyway, just just wanted to clear that up so there's no other confusion. Let's keep let's keep reading. All right, so verse 17, I read that a little while you shall not see me, and again a little while you shall see me. And because I go to the Father, they said, therefore, what is this he saith, a little while? We cannot tell what he says. Jesus was telling them, look, I'm going to go away. I mean, he already told him he's going to die, but he's going away. He's going away to the Father, and you're not going to see me because I'm gone. He was telling him I'm sending the Spirit of God, and he's going to be a comforter for you. But then he said, a little while, and and you shall see me. Well, he's referring not to the rapture of the Lord's church, but he's referring to the second coming when he comes back and steps foot on the Mount of Olives and sets up his millennial kingdom, a thousand-year reign here on earth, with Christ in charge, the devil. uh, Well, we'll look at that in just a minute. But... We get the let's I don't have time to read all this. So we're just going to read down through here. Uh, we're going to start in verse 23, which is going to be our text. I'm just trying to save a little time cuz I got a lot to say. But uh Jesus said in verse 22 and 23, let's just uh, I'm sorry, 23 and 24. Let's just read that. The Bible says, and in that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever uh, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Hitherto ye ha, ye, have ye asked nothing in my name, ask, and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. Now let's go ahead and pray. Let's ask for God for, to meet with us, and then we'll do some explanation and get into the message. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, I ask you now, help me, Lord. You know what all I've got to say, and Lord, I sure want it to be understood. So I pray, Holy Spirit of God, that even now you work in the hearts, the lives, Lord, of those under the sound of my voice, Lord, you make them ready to hear what God has to say through his word. Father, I pray today that, that, Lord, you just absolutely control my thoughts, my words, everything about me, from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. Holy Ghost of God, you take control now. Cleanse my life, Lord, please. Make me a vessel of honor for you. Lord, I pray for these that have come to hear. Lord, that they be spirit-filled listeners. Lord, that nothing distract the word of them from the word of God. Father, please open our eyes, teach us something today. Give us, some, Lord, some, some meat today. Lord, let us let us digest it, Lord, and that may it become a part of us. Help us today to understand your power, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so when he says there, and in that day, what day is he referring to? Well, you have to understand, he talks about In verse 21, well, actually verse 20, let's go back to verse 20. He was telling them a little while and all this, and they want to know what he meant by a little while. He said, verily, verily, I say unto you that ye shall weep and lament and the world shall rejoice and ye shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. He's referring to the time of Jacob's trouble, the the, the time of great tribulation when God deals personally with Israel and restores Israel. Okay, that's going to be the time he's talking about. But what follows that? What immediately follows the the, the time of tribulation? Well, the second coming of Christ and the beginning of the millennial kingdom. So in that day, he's talking about in that day, you'll rejoice in that day. Why? Because he's come back. All right? So it says, and in that day, you shall ask me nothing. All right, in that day, what's going to happen in that day? Well, I'm just going to give you quickly some things that are going to happen in that day, real quick, and then we're going to get into the message today. Number one, in that day when Christ comes back, Satan will be bound for a thousand years. He will not bother one single solitary soul on this earth for those thousand years. That doesn't mean there won't be people on this earth still alive that are not saved, because there will certainly be people still alive on this earth at that time that's not saved, but they will not be able to act upon their sinful desires. Why? Because you have a God who sits on the throne in Israel and he knows every desire, thought, intent of the heart of man and he will deal with it immediately. There will be no uprising during that time. There will be no looting, window smashing, car burning. There won't be none of this craziness going on during a thousand-year millennial reign of Christ. All right, Satan's going to be bound. I don't have time to read that scripture, but he's going to be bound and thrown into a bottomless pit. angel's going to bind him with a chain. There won't be any war during that time either, during the reign of Christ. Micah 3, 4, uh, 4, 3 and 4 says, And he shall judge among many people and rebuke strong nations far off, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up the sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. All right, number two, what's going to happen during that time? in that day israel will be restored to a land of milk and honey god will pour out his blessing upon that land and it'll bring forth fruitfully uh, the bible talks about uh, the mountains dropping down new wine there'll be grapes growing like never has been before the hills flow with milk there'll be cattle there'll be milk everywhere there'll be all kinds of plenty uh in amos nine thirteen, it says behold the days come saith the lord that the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes, him that soweth seed, and the mountain shall drop sweet wine, and the hills shall melt. I mean, things are going to be producing so good then, the guys, they ain't even got done getting all the harvest in. The guy's coming out to play it again. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful world when Christ sits on the throne. There'll be, number three, there'll be changes in the animals. This ain't the message, by the way, before y'all get excited. There'll be changes in the animals. The Bible tells us that the wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. All right, what is going to happen, it's going to be, be back like it was when Adam and Eve were in the garden before man sinned. Everything's going to be right. There won't be any uh, ferocious animals. Man will dwell peacefully with the animals during that time. Uh, not only that, but the whole... The Bible tells us in Romans 8, and 23 that now the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. Everything is, is, is upset. Everything is at odds. Why? Because there's sin in this world. Sin disrupts everything. But when he comes, that'll be the end of that. Number four, the fourth thing I see that will happen in that day, human life will be longer. The Bible tells us in Isaiah sixty-five twenty. the Bible says that if a, child, if a child dies at 100 years, it's like he died as an infant, okay? I mean, he'll be a child, a 100-year-old person. They'll say, oh, he died, he died as a child because men are going to live longer during that time. He's, Christ is going to put everything back like it ought to be. Now, I said all that to get us to the message. In verses twenty three now look at verse twenty three he said, "In in that day you shall ask me nothing, Well, I won't have to ask him nothing. Amen. I'll be right there with it. I mean listen God, at that time, listen you and I, if we' if you're saved this morning, you and I will be in our glorified bodies at that time, okay? <clears throat> we'll have everything we need in that day, okay? We won't need a thing. But what is Jesus saying to us here? Now, let's read 23 and 24 again careful. And in that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Hitherto ye have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. Now, I realized that I preached the message on asking in Jesus' name about a month and a half ago, maybe two months ago, but this is, I wanted, to, I wanted to shoehorn a thought in here when he says in my name here something that I think is very important that you understand as believers. You know, the Bible tells us over there in, in, in I believe it's 2 Timothy, isn't it, Three, uh, right around 3.16 where he says, He says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And we need to know what God is saying to us. We need to understand the Bible, all right? Jesus, in verses 23 and 24, he's authorizing us. Now, I want you to notice that. He says, in my name. He's authorizing us to go to the Father on his behalf in order to get certain things from him. Now, I'm going to tell you all, I'm going to tell a little off on, on myself. When I was a kid, my mama had a dress shop in, in Stamps, Arkansas, on the triangle. We didn't have a square. We only had three sides. But uh, I guess it was such a small town they couldn't afford a fourth side or something. But, but anyway, uh, she had a dress shop there. And I figured out real quick, everybody knew mama, so I could go down to the drugstore and I could say, I want to get this bag of candy and this Coke and this, and, and charge it to charge it to her. I ain't no money. I had no job. But I knew Mama was making money down the road, so hey, charge it to her. Charge it. Charge it. And, and what was I doing? I was getting things in her name, right? With her authority, supposedly, even though she probably didn't tell me to go do it. I still was doing it in her name. and And that's what Christ is saying. You go to the Father in my name. In my authority, amen? So that's what he's saying. He literally means in my name, in my authority. Now, I want you to look at, turn in your Bible. We're going to turn a few places. Turn your Bible to Matthew 28. Matthew 28. Turn there with me. Matthew 28. If you hadn't opened your Bible yet, now's a good time. Matthew chapter 28. Matthew 28. Look at verse 16 through 20. Matthew 28, 16 through 20. i get your thinking caps on this morning because I want you to learn something. I'm going to teach you two Greek words this morning that I hope you never forget. Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 through 20. Here we go. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Must have been a few Baptists with them. Amen. of the world amen now i want you to notice verse 18 what did jesus say all power is given unto me all power that word power there is a greek word it's called exousia y'all say that with me exousia let's try it again ready exousia one more time exousia okay what does it mean it means authority Jesus said, all power or all authority is given unto me in heaven and in earth. So is there anyone in heaven who has more authority than the Lord Jesus Christ? No. Is there anyone on the earth who has more authority than the Lord Jesus Christ? No. So he is the supreme authority. Am I right? Amen. Amen. He is in charge, all right? So that word power there is exousius, okay? You'll, you'll get it before I'm done because I'm going to say it enough times. But it expresses his authority. In John 20, 21, you don't have to turn there, but then said Jesus to them again, Peace I, peace be unto you. As my Father hath sent me, so send I you. The Father sent Jesus In authority and in power. Jesus sends us in authority and in power. Now, I'm going to show you that, but there's an order to it. There's an order to this authority and power. All right? Again, let's look back at our scripture we were at just a moment ago. So what does he give them authority to do? Look at verse 19 and 20 of that Matthew 28. He said, go ye therefore. Go ye. What does go mean? Go means go. Go doesn't mean come to church. Go doesn't mean pray. Go doesn't mean sing. Go doesn't mean give. Go means G-O-go. And God wants us to go. Where does he want us to go? He wants us to go somewhere besides just in here and teach all nations, okay? I'm not going to all nations. I'm right here in America. So my go-to is right around me, isn't it? Your place to go is around you. Amen? If we all went to the areas around us and preached Christ or taught Christ, then people would start getting saved. So God wants us to go, Christ wants us to go in His authority to those around us. We have people in our sphere of influence that God intends for us to share Christ with. He says, go and teach all nations. And then he said, what does he say after they get saved? Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Baptizing them in his authority. Okay? And then what's the next thing he tells us to do? He says, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. So what is that? To go, they, once they get saved, once they are baptized, they are to be taught how to go to someone else and tell them how to be saved and how to bring them into the local church and get them baptized and get them taught. And eventually, we train enough people to do that, and soon people are starting to get saved everywhere. It happens that when we take Christ literally at His Word, on His authority, and do what He says. <clears throat> now, I want you to turn to another place. Turn to Luke chapter 24. Luke 24, 49. Quickly, we got a little bit of time left. Luke 24, 49 and 49 I'll turn there with you so we'll find it about the same time Luke 24 and 49 alright you found it alright if you haven't found it just keep on going you'll get there in a second Luke twenty four, forty nine. here Jesus says to his disciples right before he's to leave he said and behold I send the promise of my father upon you y'all remember what that promise was I will not leave you comfortless, I'll send you another comforter. He's talking about the Spirit of God. He says, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry, or wait ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. Now, that word power there is not exousious. It does not mean authority. All right? He's not saying, wait in Jerusalem until ye be endued with authority from on high. Why did he not say that? Because he'd already given them authority. See, once I've already been given authority, I don't have to keep running back for authority over and over and over and over and over. Right? If somebody gives you permission to do something, you don't have to keep going back and asking them for permission constantly. God has told us to go and to preach the gospel. But here he says, but wait until ye be endued with power from on high. What is that word power? Well, it's a different Greek word. The word is dunamis. You say dunamis, okay. The, it starts out D-Y-N-A. It's pronounced dunamis. But you know what we get out of that? We get the word dynamite out of that word. Okay? When you think of dynamite, you think of boom power. Okay? God wants us to go and get the power. You say, wait, well, hold on a minute. He said you'd be endued with power from on high. And they were. The Bible says, they, you know, he, he, he told them to wait. He told them how, how the Spirit would show up. And you know what? God did it exactly the way he said he would do it, down to the letter. Everything was exactly as he said. But anyway, this word dunamis, I want you to learn these two words. Exousias means authority. Dunamis means Power. All right, and it's different, two different things. Uh, Authority, Dad, can I borrow the car? Yes, I'll give you authority to drive the car. But, Dad, there ain't no gas in it, it won't crank. Well, you'll have to put some dunamis in a tank. Amen? They're different. An uh, uh, allowance to do so, I mean, uh, 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 permission and power are two different things. So he's told them to go, but now he's told them to wait for power. They, they, they had the authority, but they needed the power to do it because, why? we're just weak men. We're just weak men and women. We need God's power. Now, Jesus already told them they had all the authority they needed to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he gave that authority, that exousia, to his visible church, to the local church. Okay? Let me just say something. This is our final authority right here. Y'all agree with that statement? Amen. Christ is the final authority. Amen? You know what that means? That means we don't need authority from anybody else to preach this book. Amen? I'm going to say that again, see if I can get a little louder. Amen. We don't need authority from anybody else to preach this book. Right, I don't need the state's authority to do a thing as far as this church. Amen? I'm not a, not a blessed opinion out of them. Amen. I don't need the governor's blessing to do anything behind this pulpit to preach and teach the truth of Jesus Christ. I don't need the help of the mayor. I don't need anybody on the city council. I don't need anybody's approval to do what God has us in here doing today. And you know what? What they say and think about it means absolutely squat. Amen. I have one king, and his name is King Jesus. Amen. So listen, I'll tell you right now, I'll die on that hill. Amen. I believe that with all my ransomed soul. Now, so we as the Lord's church have the authority, right? We have the exousia, but we're missing the the uh, dunamis. I couldn't say it there for a second. We're missing the dunamis. Look in Acts 1. Acts 1. Throw there quickly with me. Acts 1. We're going to see something this morning. Acts chapter 1, verse 4. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but they should wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power, his own exousias, the Father's own authority. But he said in verse 8, But ye shall receive dunamis, power, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, before you have the Holy Ghost of God, you don't have the dunamis. You're in your flesh. But after, you'll have the dunamis, the power. And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. So, something is important that we need to get out of this. There is an order. God's power first we must have the authority secondly we must have the power let me just make a statement this morning as clearly as I can every false teaching every false doctrine that has entered into Christianity down through the years comes from this one issue they put the power before the authority I hope I don't wrinkle you up this morning, but if I do, you can get glad about it. It'll be all right. But every woman behind a pulpit in America is there for that very reason. She said, I can preach. Well, maybe you can. I mean, listen, I, 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 I'll be honest with you. I, I've heard some women who who really dig in the Bible. I, and, I, and I'll give you one for example. Y'all ever heard of Pastor Melissa Scott? Okay. You remember Jean Scott, any of you? The cussing, cigar-smoking preacher? Well, one of his little girls, he ended up marrying. One of his little teeny-boppers he'd run through there on his show, he ended up marrying her. And after he died, she took over his ministry. The woman can break down some, some Bible, but you know what? She ain't got the authority. Because the Bible says, I suffer not a, a woman to teach, nor to usurp authority over the man. That's what the Bible teaches. There's a lot of heresy out there that came because somebody... Listen, I'm going to tell you something. The entire charismatic movement, where would it come from? It came out of John and Charles Wesley. You say, John and Charles Wesley, they were Methodists. But they were seeking holiness. They were seeking holiness. They had a, club, a group called the Holiness Club, I think is what it was called, over in England. And, and I mean, they came to America in search of they wanted holiness. They wanted God, and there was nothing wrong with their desire for God. But out of that, those who followed them Moody, all of, I mean, listen, they all wanted they wanted God. But beyond that there were others after them who who were seeking God's power. They were seeking a second Pentecost. Let me tell you, there's only one Pentecost. They were seeking a second Pentecost in in a, in a, in a, in a on a Zusa Street in in San Francisco, California. A black man sat in a chair. A preacher sat in a chair on a platform with a shoebox over his head. You ever heard that story? He was waiting on the power of God to fall. Well, somebody, somebody, uh, somebody uh, had an ecstatic uh, speech in this, the church, and then all of a sudden, everybody just went out of control, and 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 they they believed that that was the, the outpouring of the Spirit of God in every. I mean, listen, Benny Hinn, uh, all. Uh, Kenneth Copeland, uh, Oral Roberts, all of them came out of that. Now, somebody might step back and say, do you reckon somebody maybe got saved out of that somewhere? Maybe some good got done somewhere? Well, maybe so. Maybe so. But that still doesn't give them authority to do something extra biblical. Moses, you remember, the first time Moses struck the rock as God told him, but the second time God told him to speak to the rock. What did Moses do? He got angry with the people, and he struck the rock again. And what did God do? God still let water come out. Everybody still got a drink. I bet everybody said, Moses, you a great man of God, Moses. But Moses suffered for it because he didn't do it in the authority of God. You've got to have the exousias in order for God to bless you with the dunamis. Jesus, now hear me, Jesus never put dunamis ahead of exousias. He never put the power ahead of the authority, and we should not either. Okay? Before Jesus started his earthly ministry, can somebody tell me what was one thing he did? Before he started his earthly ministry, what did Jesus do? Huh? He was baptized, wasn't he? Okay? That's important. And you'll see that in just a second. I want you to turn to Luke chapter 20. Luke chapter 20. Luke chapter 20. And verse 1. Stay with me. We're going somewhere with this. Luke chapter 20, verse 1. And it came to pass that on one of those days as he taught the the people in the temple and preached the gospel, the chief priests and the scribes came upon him with the elders and spake unto him, saying, Tell us, by what authority, that's the word exousius, by what authority doest thou these things? Who authorized you to come up in here and preach? I always hear oh, when I read this I always hear the verse the voice of Thurston Howell the third, you know. Who come up in here and authorize you to come up, you know. I always hear that, that condescending voice, you know. Who authorized you? Or who is he that gave me this authority? And here's what Jesus said. He answered and said unto them, Well, I'll also ask you one thing and answer me. The baptism of John was it from heaven? or of men. And they reasoned with themselves, saying, if we say from heaven, in other words, God authorized this, this is in the exousia of God, then he will say, why then believed you him not? Well, then why didn't you believe God? Okay? But if you will say of men, all men came up with that, all the people will stone us, for they be persuaded that John was a prophet. And they answered, we can't tell where it come from, Jesus. <laughs> we ain't got no idea. That's the only answer they come up with. We ain't got no idea. We don't have a clue. That sounds like a politician when he gets hemmed up. Amen. And Jesus said to them, well, neither will I tell you where I got my authority. <laughs> I like that. That's my Savior right there. He ain't taking nothing off of them. Amen, he put them right in their place. Now, there's something to this, amen, there's something to this baptism of John, all right? He, the, Jesus was saying, listen, is it of God or not? Is there authority in that or not? Now look, turn to John chapter 1. We're going somewhere again. Stay with me. John chapter 1, verse 23 and 24. Well, we're going uh, to, I 34 actually. we got to hurry. John chapter 1. He said, I am the voice, again, verse 23. He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Isaiah. And they which were sent were of the Pharisees. And they asked him and said unto him, Why baptizest thou then, if thou be not that Christ, nor Elias, nor that prophet? John answered them, saying, I baptize with water, but there standeth one among you, whom ye know not. He it is who's coming after me is preferred before me, whose shoe latchet I am not worthy to unloose. These things were done in Bethbara, beyond Jordan where John was baptizing. The next day John seeth Jesus coming in unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me cometh a man which is preferred before me for he was before me. And I knew him not. Now John knew him, he was his cousin. But he's saying, I didn't know it was the Messiah. I didn't recognize it until now that he is the Messiah. He said, I knew him not, but that he should make, be made manifest to Israel. I knew the Messiah was coming, but I didn't know it was Jesus. Therefore, I am come baptizing with water. That's why I've come, is because I knew the Messiah was coming. And John bare records saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove and an abode on him, and I knew him not. Again, I didn't know it was him. But he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, that's God, the Father, saying to him, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him the same as he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. John was sent. John was authorized of God. He had the exoucius to prove who was the Messiah. He was the one who was doing the authorizing. Matthew 3. You want to turn over there with me? I'm turning real quick. Matthew three, thirteen through 17. Matthew three, thirteen through 17. Then cometh Jesus from Je- Galilee to Jordan to John to be baptized of him, but John forbade him. John said, whoa, Jesus, wait a minute. Saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me. And Jesus answering said to him, Suffer it to be so for now. Suffer it to be so now. For thus it becometh us, listen, to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus said this has to be done in order to fulfill all righteousness. God the Father wanted this done. He wanted me to do this to have his authority before men. This is God's plan. This is God's way. So Jesus came and got baptized. Did Jesus have sins of his own? No. But Jesus came being baptized, fulfilling all righteousness. And what happened? The heavens opened up. He saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. You know what? When the Spirit of God came down like a dove and lighted on him, that represented the power, of the dunamis. You know what Jesus immediately did? He went and started His ministry. He did everything in the power of the Spirit of God. Jesus, And then what did the Father say? This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Jesus got the authority and then the dunamis. Now, Philippians 2, 9-13, through I'm going to read that to you. Jesus said, in my name. You're to go to the Father in my name. To do what? To go out into this world and to teach people that Jesus Christ died on a cross bearing the sins of all mankind, suffering in His body for all the sins that all of us have committed. That He was brought down from that cross and they carried Him and they put Him in a borrowed tomb and they rolled a stone in front of it. And three days later, that stone was rolled back and he came out alive. And he's alive forevermore and he's ascended to the Father and he's coming back. God wants us to tell people that. God wants us, Christ wants us to bring them in and put them in the baptismal waters, identifying them with the death. The burial and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, and teaching them that were to go and to, and, to, and to win people to Christ and bring them in and do likewise. He has given him a name which is above every name. Every name. Nobody has authority like Christ. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Things in heaven, listen, every angel in heaven by its knee to Jesus. Every angel will bow to Jesus. And things in earth, every soul on earth will bow its knee to Jesus. And things under the earth, even those in hell, will be brought out of hell. And someday, they're going to have to bow their knees before the Son of God and confess that he is King of kings and Lord of lords. And someday, my friends, old Satan will be brought in before him and he will have to get on his knees and he himself will have to confess that Jesus is king of kings and lord of lords now what does that have to do with me and you right here right now I'm closing but I want you to think deeply on this listen to me is there any question that God has given us the exousias he's given us authority as his people you have authority to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. You have authority to bring them into the Lord's church, to see them baptized. You have authority to instruct them how to do exactly what you did. God has given you that authority. But here's the problem. Some of us lack the dunamis. We don't have the dunamis. We don't have God's power in our life. Jesus said, hitherto you've asked nothing in my name. Ask that your joy may be full. See, God's not, God, God doesn't intend for us to be miserable. God doesn't intend for us just... I mean, I've, I've seen those little posts on Facebook. I'm just hanging on till Jesus comes. I'm like, I'm just, oh, just miserable. I'm hanging on. Listen, God intended for this Christian life to be enjoyed. It's not that to grit your teeth and bear it. No, He wants us to enjoy it. He said that your joy may be full. You say, well, I ain't living very joyfully. Well, it may be that God's power ain't working in your life. Can't blame God for something that you're not willing to participate in. God has given you everything that you need that that pertains unto righteousness and godliness. Am I right? Listen, we need the power. We need the power. You say, what do I do? Well, first thing you need to do is get alone with God. The first thing you need is get along with God and say, "Lord, I know that you've authorized me to be a witness for you. I know that you've authorized me to go into this world and tell people how, that Christ died for them, that He has salvation for them, and it's the gift of God, and all they need to do is, is receive it by faith. I know that, but Lord, I want to be a participant. I want, to, I want you to be pleased with my life. I want Lord, you to working in my life daily. I want Lord to, to to get so involved with you that Lord I just have continual joy. You know who has continual joy? Those who stay with their mind on the Lord. Those are the ones who have peace. Those are the ones who have continual joy. It's a continual feast. So he said, what, what, what should we do, preacher? Well, like I said, you need to get along with God, and you need, to, you need to cry out to God. You need to say, God, just like those disciples did in that upper room. Now, I'm not telling you we need another Pentecost, cloven tongues of fire and all that. No, that's not what we need. What we need to do is say, Lord, I want the power that those disciples possessed when they went down into the streets of Jerusalem and they preached unafraid and unashamed. And 3,000 souls got saved. You say, I want Pentecost power. Well, pray for Pentecost power, because here's what it means that you teach the gospel, and you bring them back, and you train them. That's what it means. That's what it means. And what may happen is when you go to God and say, God, I need that dunamis, I need that power. The Holy Spirit may say, yeah, well, this is in the way. This, God does not want in your life. This association with these people hinders your ability to be effective as a witness. I've been trying to remove this from your life for years, and you keep hanging on to it. We need to go in honesty to our Heavenly Father and say, Lord, I believe that book. I believe in your power. You see, you see somebody say, well, God will never use me. God uses Those that are available. God is not asking for your ability, my friends. God's not looking for the one who's the most talented, has the best voice, is the best looking, carries himself the most confident. No, God is looking for the one who will be available. God took a donkey one time and had that donkey speak. God can use a donkey, he can certainly use me or you. Amen. He said the rocks could cry out. Amen. He ought not have to wait on the rocks. He's got a church full of people. Jesus said, hitherto you've asked nothing in my name. Christ has given us his authorization to go to the Father for Dunamis. The power. We ought to take this key And we ought to run to unlock the treasure chest of joy that God has waiting on us. And there is a treasure chest of joy for the one who realizes that the happiest place for a believer to be is in the yoke with Jesus. Let's stand our feet. We're going to turn to number 40 in this red book, but as we do, I want you to consider... Is there something you need to come and pray pray about? There's there's an altar over here and, and we'd be glad for you to come and pray here. Or you want to come over here and pray. We'd be, we'd be happy for you to come and pray over here. God wants you to come and do business with him this morning. Whatever your need may be, I'll pray with you. I'll be glad to. We'll take the Bible, help you with anything you need. This is a this is the time, this is the place. Let's do business with God. Number 40. Father, we pray tonight, uh, this morning, Lord, we pray that your spirit move in here amongst us. Lord, we pray, Father, that, that you do a work in our hearts, that you show us, Lord, we have the authority. We need the power. Lord, may we get hungry for it and not be satisfied and cry out for it and realize that saints of old had it. And, Lord, you don't love them any anymore than you love us. We need your power in our life. Please, Father, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. When we walk
0: with the Lord In the light of his word What a glory he sheds on our way While we do his good will He abides with us still And with all who will trust and obey Trust and obey For there's no other way To be happy in Jesus But to trust and obey Not a shadow can rise Not a cloud in the sky But his smile quickly drives it away Not a doubt or not a sign or a tear can abide while we trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Not a burden. Not a sorrow we share, but our toil he doth richly repay. Not a grief nor a loss, not a frown or a cross, but is blessed if we trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way. To be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. But we never can prove the delights of his love until all on the altar we lay. For the favor he shows and the joy he bestows are for them who will trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Then in fellowship sweet, we will sit at his feet or we'll walk by His side in the way. What He says we will do. Where He sends, we will go. Never fear, only trust and obey. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey.
1: Amen. You know, those, those are two words, two different things, trusting and obeying. I can trust that God's given us the authority, but it's a whole different matter to take that authority and do what he said with it. That's the obeying. We all, Most all of us got the trusting part down. It's just the putting feet to our faith, and that's the part where we're missing, but that's the part where God works. God doesn't work in us just believing it. God works when we do something with what we believe. And God shows up and meets us where we show up with the belief. Amen? Amen. All right. I'm a, I haven't held you long enough. I hope the Lord blesses you today. I hope, I, hope, I hope God gives you a good rest of the day. We're going to be back here at 6 tonight. We're going to be back in our study on the commandments of Christ and we're going to be looking at our relationship to God the Father. So if you would, come back tonight at 6, and we'll we'll have a good time in the house of the Lord then. And visitors, we're so glad you're here today. It just does our heart good to see you come in the door, and we hope you'll keep coming back. Hope you won't be visitors long. Maybe you'll like it here and won't stay. Amen. But Amen. And any word from anybody before, you, before we dismiss this morning? God's good. Amen. All the time, he's good. Amen. Let's be let's be dismissing the word of prayer, and uh, we'll be back here tonight. Brother Grant dismisses. Father, we thank you this morning
0: for, for all of the Thank you for the word and the You and the truth. Thank you